please be advised. The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, it's Treasy. Hey, it's Corey. Yo, it's Martin the Mailman. It's Jesse T. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the Kind of Movie Critics, man, back for a new situation, episode 23. Um, Stranger Things, man. You know, here for the Netflix series that has come and swept the world. But before we get to all that, man, let's get to our news updates and uh, what we recently watched, man. First and foremost, what's going on here with this... Uh, What's the newest update in news? Like, what what's the newest update on the on the uh, molestation count? Oh, we, we know Corey knows. He'd be <laughs> dropping in the group chat, just be like, "So and so got fucked." Look at him. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Kevin Spacey's is rap for him in House of Cards. Uh, I never watched House of Cards, but I imagine that was a nice paycheck for him. So what? Yeah. So what? I the last thing I read is that they were going to do the next season, so they decided not to do that. I think they're putting a hold on it because it wasn't just this uh, case 30 years ago. It's like apparently he's still having these um, this behavior like even on the set of House of Cards. Towards so, Oh, towards adults though. Yeah, like taking people's hands and having them grab his dick and stuff like that. Whoa. Wow. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. I didn't know. But, well, oh, no. You know why I'm shocked? Because all the counts that I heard were kids. So it's happening to adults too with Kevin. Yeah, Spacey? I don't think there's any kids on House of Cards. Or is is there? Um, so it was more than one kid. It was more than Anthony Rapp. I think, and then there was another count of somebody who when they said they were like seventeen or something like that, or eighteen. Oh, it's the, the Anthony. Oh, that was the same guy. He, he yeah, said yeah. he was fourteen. He was fourteen. Oh, 14. oh no, there's yeah. a whole other there's oh, a whole wow. other one that I read the other day, or I saw the headline. The headline could have been bullshit, but mm-hmm. it, it was something about when I was eighteen or seventeen or. Mm. Something like that. Me so, trying to explain to my friend who Anthony Rapp was was like the funniest thing. I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying the right name. His name's Anthony Rapp, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm trying to explain to her that he was like the quirky best friend from Adventures in Babysitting. She was like, who? I, I remember like, he's been from, in other shit, but I don't know if you would remember him from it. I remember him from Road Trip for some strange reason. I remember him from Days and Confused. Oh, he was in Road Trip. Yeah, Days yeah. and Confused. I remember Days that. Confused, he's yep. also in um, Rent. Yeah, he is in Rent. In, in, yep. I didn't see Rent. Mm-hmm. The musical or the movie? The musical movie. Oh, the musical movie. But I think, I could be wrong. He might have been in the play, too. Wasn't Tracy a lot of people Thompson f- in that? Just the girl with the curly hair. Yeah, Rosario Dawson's in it. Um, Tay Diggs. Sorry, Corey, I didn't mean to cut you off. Man. I don't care. <laughs> we are rambling. <laughs> no, but still. But I, I saw some today, Brian Singer, my... Jessica Chastain said something about Brian Singer. Really? Yeah, yeah. What but, were they in together? No, um, he's a producer for the new the, X Men. The X Men. Well, oh, he's yeah, been a producer for a lot of them. Yeah, well, most he, of them. I think. Yeah, except the next one, he's not directing. I don't think. Okay. Um, but she's gonna be in that, and she said something about. But he's there's a lot of articles about him. Apparently, he he was like a he, pedophile, right? Or well, like, it was like in the child pornography. There's yeah, there's some articles allegedly. about him. He liked to party. So what does that mean? Like there was a lot. There's been a few articles and stories about L.A. crazy sex parties and things like that involving Brian Singer. Eyes wide shut. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of stuff. I I mean, don't quote me on it. I just know there are a few articles that point to like he he likes to have fun. So yeah, Yeah, Brett 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 Ratner got outed too. Oh yeah. Oh Oh, he he took it. He he. he, So explain his situation. Oh, it was. There's a few women. There's right? a few women who just ganged up on him. Yeah, unfortunately. Olivia, Olivia Munn was one of them. Yeah, 
Because I think he tried to make advances on her or something like well, that. Well, he said he slept with her, too. Yeah, he said he's like... Which, and he admitted she, it was a she lie. She talked about it. She, that he said she slept on her. He, She slept with him, and then he went on Howard Stern and, like, we canceled it or whatever. Mm. But I guess that kind of... That, that, um, that idea kind of followed her throughout her career that, like, she's not really talented. She kind of just slept her way to the top. And it was like, oh, he kind of made, made the whole shit up or whatever. Yeah, he's corny for that. Yeah. Damn, see Brett Ratner, that's terrible, man. That's hor that like that might be. Well, I ain't gonna say that's the worst out of all of them, but I think that's that's I don't some know. sucker shit. That's some sucker shit, yeah. like for real, like low key. Um, man, you got dirt right now in Hollywood, like just <laughs> there's I, I know there's a few people yeah. uh, saying a few prayers at night, like there. please, please do not talk about what yeah. happened. Dude, that Dustin one. Hoffman got hit yeah. too. Like, what? Yeah, that's pretty I put that in. That was the last yeah. one I put in the chat. That's, that, that, that happened yeah, when Dustin Hoffman was like 20, so you know that was like yeah. 70 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. I don't think they crazy. care about him, but Brett Ratner, Kevin, Sp- Kevin Spacey's t- getting it tough. Man. Yeah. He, I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't see like canceling a show, expediting its, its already termination, you know, yeah. severing time. I didn't see that coming. I man, yeah, it's just so much. It's the the backlash that's coming from this. I don't yeah. think anybody saw it coming, but I think this is you know if we want to talk about karma, man, I think this is like karma for the fappening. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like with the, yeah. when the fappening was so big a few years ago, I think this is like the reverse karma of that. So, um, do you so? It's getting harder and harder to like separate like the art from the artist. Uh-huh. So like how do how do you guys go about doing that? Cause I mean I still like Baby Driver, but it's and I love Usual Suspects. But you're gonna have they're always there's always gonna be that taint to them. There's always gonna be that. Well, you look at this like, well, was he doing something behind the scenes type of thing? I mean, I love what Cliff, Cliff Huxtable meant, but yeah. fuck Bill Cosby. So I'm gonna still watch the Cosby Show and I'm gonna watch a different world. A mm. bitch might watch Leonard Part Six, but Leonard Part Six. I don't. Yeah. Su- I don't support what he's done I don't support him but I think that he's made contributions and so that's kind of how I feel about other people like people are people um in some cases you know you do things and they're despicable things but that's not the totality of your existence and so I can I can condemn your behavior and still appreciate you that you did a great thing yeah I couldn't even imagine like trying to be somebody who would just boycott the entire like Weinstein filmography <laughs> like that's yeah. how the that's fuck like do you even do that dog. As I a mean, film lover, could, that's impossible. And then it's not just that. You got to go Miramax. You got to go yeah, New Miramax, Line Cinema. Yeah. I'm not giving up Freddy Krueger. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. That's you know, you get Friday. You know, Scream. set it off. Scream. It's a lot of stuff that came from those guys. All man. the Tarantino, like pretty Kevin much Smith, Kevin yeah. Smith stuff. Yep. Yeah, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. I can't let that go. That's yeah. like in my top ten. But, that, but that's my point, though. Like. And I, and I think it's a personal decision. I think if a person decides that they want to take on boycotting folks, that's cool. But I, I, um, you know, I feel the same way about this as I feel about people saying they're gonna end, they're gonna boycott the NFL. I don't think it's stupid if that's a choice that you want to make. Mm-hmm. But it's a personal choice, and me personally, I'm deciding to separate the art from the person. Right. I've had to do that before. I really wanted to watch Birth of a Nation, but you know, I felt how I felt about Nate Parker. It just right. some things are. Are, are more important to me than others. And, and definitely I think that you should get your comeuppance and your just do whenever you do something like that. But the art already exists. You've already made the money off of it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, well said. Um, do we want to get into anything that we've watched recently? 
Randomly, I watched the Chris Brown documentary on Netflix. It was was really good. Yeah, I liked it. (laughs) It was really good talking about people getting their comeuppance. But um, I thought the way that he framed his life and his exploits, if you will, was very smart. Mm. Um, He definitely took responsibility and he really reflected on himself more than he talked about people. And he didn't. He didn't come across like a victim. I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was weird though. I had a moment where <laughs> the BET performance where he finally got to do the Michael Jackson tribute and he was singing "Man in the Mirror" and just like crying through it. I like cried. But I've, <laughs> I've definitely seen that shit a smooth five times before. I don't know why it affected me that much. I'm braiding my daughter's hair like Chris Brown was so sorry. Yeah. Well, I guess when you see it in context to to what was happening around that, mm-hmm. it probably you know when we when we saw it live. You you just don't have like the grim details of everything that happened with him and Rihanna in the car, you know oh, what, what he details, was going but... through. <laughs> right. Well, the average person, I guess, is what, yeah. we're, what we're talking no, about. No, I, I don't know why it affected me so much. I had I had seen him since then too, like, um, and I don't know why that affected me. I don't. Not that I have a relationship with him. I used to work with someone who was close to him, and so I've been in proximity to him before. But like, I don't I don't know him. But you know, even seeing him. In person, like I was totally unaffected by him fucking being there, but I was crying for this dude. Like I knew him when I was watching yeah. this documentary the other day. Yeah, the documentary was pretty good. I saw it too. It was one of my, as Corey liked to say, sometimes I put on stuff and then I'll do a bunch of other shit. Yeah, that was one of those things. I'm a good listener, man. When it comes down to like movies and shit like that, <laughs> it's like, it's Are you like, like lightweight sense. defending yeah. yourself. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, you know, Corey, get you some you know. audio books. I do. I have plenty of them. <laughs> what were we talking about the other day that I said I couldn't go through and you were like, were you really watching it or were you watching it like Treasy watching shit? Uh, something. Because it's not watching. It's listening. I mean, I do both. Now, I mean, it's bit me in the ass a few times, you yeah. know, and I'll have so to go back. You see the shots but, but in the film. Well, no. You, I mean, well, okay, so I you think do. you have a it's misconception about how I do it's it. very important. I think you have a misconception. It's not like I have my head down the entire time. It's like, I have a certain there's like cues that I listen out for. It's like I know I, I'm, I've been watching cinema all my life, man. So I know when like every there's is it's very rare that a story's gonna have an arc that I'm that's like total I'm totally oblivious to, right? Mm. It's got to be like a film with some subtitles, mm. you know, like you know mm. for me to anyway, man. I'm not this doing this with you. Me. I, I'll tell you what I've watched since last uh, podcast. Was that nothing but Stranger Things? <laughs> Good because I had to watch. Both seasons back to back because someone told me I needed to. I don't. Why are you looking at me? Yeah, because you told me to do it mm-hmm. in order to be here on this podcast. Aren't you such an obedient yeah. friend? So I've watched nothing, literally nothing, but two episodes a night of Stranger Things for the past week and a half. Well, that's good. I'm glad you you rationed it out and you had your little schedule. I gave two you episodes. Time. And, yeah, yeah, that was good. So I had, to do like, I had to do like four episodes though on Sunday, but good. Yeah, I'm glad you finished. Thank you. Well, well, real quick, I want to get into because I made a post about Suburbicon and haven't, you know, having not seen it maybe about a week and a half ago on our Instagram page. And, you know, I've been hearing bad things about the movie. So, you know, uh, I was kind of slow to watch it. And I finally went and watched Suburbicon and it was phenomenal. I really, really liked it. And I'm going to say this and white our white listeners can close their ears because <laughs> this is going to be sort of offensive. I get why it was getting bad reviews because I, I, I feel like that movie sort of made white people look bad. Like, there's no way you can watch that movie and not look at yourself if you're a white person. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just no way. Um, 
but I don't. But obviously, I don't think the intent was to oust or make white people feel bad about themselves. I think it's you just. Sure? I'm, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I don't see the Coen Brothers writing something to make white people feel bad. I don't see to make white people uncomfortable in their whiteness. Yeah, I don't. I really have to see watch that. it. I heard it was good though. Yeah. Was, even outside of you, like listening to the subject matter, at, at the very least, my interest is peaked. Yeah. Well, see, so the the it really the what I'm talking about, like the messaging, that was that was completely secondary to the main story. Like mm-hmm. that was just a cherry on top. You know what I'm saying? But the actual story itself was typical Coen Brothers fashion, you know, like a crime that just gets out of hand and spirals out of control, mm. you know. Um, and But it just so happens to be set in this world, you know, that that could make white people feel uncomfortable when they look at themselves, if they care to look at themselves honestly, you know, or, or the history of white people in America, if they care to look at that honestly. If not, they will be offended by it. So to me, that explained why I kept on seeing bad reviews and people just like, oh, this is so stupid, is because I don't think they really got into the layering of it. Or they they were rejecting it. Yeah, or that too, yeah. I did do one other thing. Mm. I watched Memento in chronological order. Mm. How'd you do that? It's on Vimeo. It's on Vimeo? Mm -hmm. That's I just I just kind of googled how can I watch Memento in chronological order and the shits on Vimeo. That wasn't the first time you saw it, right? No, I've okay. watched it in cinema like oh, in okay. the cinematic release, but watching it in chronological order, like you definitely pick up on shit a lot quicker because I don't have to keep up with all the fucking timelines. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I I liked it a lot. Good. It's a lot easier to follow. Although I stand by what I said on the last ep- Nolan episode that I would not interested in the chronological version of um, Pulp Fiction, but it does still work. And the movie still works with Memento. Right. It's a different experience, but it does still work. Mm. I can see it being a different experience. Anybody else want to add before we jump into Stranger Things? Um, I saw Thor Ragnarok. That was cool. Nice. I definitely think it's definitely the best Thor movie. I don't know where I would rate it as far as like Marvel movies, but it might be like five or like lower than five or something like that. But it, it was a very fun movie, though. Mm. Okay. What what made this one better than the other Thors? The other Thors yeah. really suck. <laughs> so <laughs> those movies suck. I mean, they contribute to the the overall picture, but they're definitely weak weak links. But right. Well, I like there's stuff to like about. I guess the yeah. first Thor, maybe. I mean, Kenneth Kenneth Branagh was kind of trying to do like a Shakespeare thing, but making it like about superheroes and stuff. And they arguably like produce like the best villain in the Marvel universe, which is Loki. Like he he's done like three movies, which is I don't think any other Marvel villain has been in three movies. I mean, besides Thanos, but that doesn't really count. So yeah, because they're trying to get you to an yeah, end. yeah. But yeah, I the mean, villains don't make it. You ever notice that? I, yeah, they. I, oh yeah, don't. villains I'm don't. So far villains they don't they don't get to stick around. Oh, okay. you, you want to get casted as a hero because then you get get to stick around for a little while. Right, 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 right. So. But it feels very similar to Guardians in the way that, like, I guess James Gunn and Taika Waititi, they're doing, like, basically comedy, but having, like, a bunch of superheroes and explosions and stuff like that. But it's very, like, almost, like, satire, in a sense, about superhero movies. So I I really liked it a lot. Mm. And Tessa Thompson does her thing. It's, it's nice to see, like, women of color, like, getting into Hollywood, like, Marvel movies. Nice. Dope. So you recommend people watch it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's 
like what I did like about it, it's not one of those superhero movies that you're kind of going to be bored with. Like you could take your kids to see it, but there are like a lot of adult jokes in there mm. that kind of like Guardians at the same time where like right. there's adult jokes. So it's not just going to be like an hour and a half you being bored watching kids stuff. It's like there's stuff in there for you too. Oh, I never took Thor to be a kid's movie. I never took oh, any yeah. of the Marvel movies really to be yeah. kids. They, yeah. they can be appropriate for children. But. Right. Yeah. What's the next Marvel movie? Is it Black Panther? Black Panther, yeah. Yes, sir. February? Oh. Yeah. Not bad. I'm showing up for that. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they do it because I guess it seems like the last, the trend for Marvel movies is to be like self-reflexive and be almost satire or like a parody of the genre itself. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting like to see what how Ryan Coogler um, does Black Panther. Like if he goes with that trend or if he tries to play it straight. Mm. You got to catch up. You got a lot of binging to do. I got a lot. I've of been told. I've been forced to watch multiple things on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I need you to watch all the Marvel movies. I will at some point. They're all pretty much on Netflix. And then at some point, like. I, I, don't, I don't like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. Like, why do I get to be forced to watch all the all the stuff? Because mm-hmm. you're the one that's behind. Um, I'm not. I, I, I'm clearly a behind person here. You haven't seen. Dunkirk. I went to see Dunkirk all by myself. I'm yeah, gonna I'm watch sorry. Dunkirk probably no, you're this not. week. You're not gonna see Dunkirk. I'm, I mean, okay, friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, where, how are you gonna see it? That's the thing. Because I would have seen it, but it's not in theaters anymore. I have a I have my ways. You have your sources. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. I got ways. I got means. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's jump into Stranger Things here, man. Um, you know, I, I gotta say, guys, if y'all haven't listened to, and I am gonna go ahead and plug them. If y'all haven't listened to the Wester Bros podcast. Fuck of them. Stranger Things, yeah, fuck you, Andrew <laughs> Schultz. But it is really, really good, and I, I really like what they're doing, how they did it. You know, they binged it and talked in between every episode. So it was, it was really good, and and that fuck you is proverbial, uh, Andrew Schultz. Nah, just in case I, you do hear that. this, I meant it when I said it. I think he's dope. All right, um, <laughs> so let's. Uh, I do. Does this even need a synopsis? I mean, we're assuming if we're talking about Stranger Things too, so. I just enjoy Corey reading the synopsis. Right. Can we get that? Right, and go. when a young boy disappears, his mother, a police chief, and his friends must confront terrifying forces in order to get him back. Is that Stranger Things 1 or 2? It's IMDb when you click on Stranger Things. Okay. I, <laughs> I, so you season. That was definitely first season. I mean, it, I mean that's kind it, re- of, it, it represents the, yeah. the he, show. He didn't disappear this season. Okay. He right. disappeared into his own mind. Well, also, too, because look at the <laughs> synopsis that are above it. Those synopsis. are all synopses. They're like all book right books. Yeah. So I picked the shortest one. That's a whole ebook right there. I appreciate Corey's synopses. Mm-hmm. Synopses. Okay. <laughs> Dope, man. Well, yeah, Stranger Things, man. That's what I'm going to say. Things. Uh, the Duffer Brothers. Let's get into the Duffer Brothers first and foremost. Get them out the way. Matt and Ross are some big ass nerds. Apparently. Yeah. Watching uh Beyond Stranger Things because I actually did go and do that, mm-hmm. I you know getting a chance to evaluate their personalities. It was they were very awkward, very yeah. awkward, and very defensive too. Very defensive. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. I was Say like, more. Uh, well, you know, like the kids were all right. They're working with kids, right? Right, and um on the first two episodes, uh, I think the first time the kid who plays um plays Mike. Finn Wolfhard. Get, yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Um, he said something about how he recounted um, a situation that happened with them on set. 
And one of the duffers was like, it didn't happen like that. Like he, <laughs> like he was like full on about to argue with the kid. Who's like so, 15. <laughs> yeah, so they let it go and whatever. And then and then the next episode, Gaten uh, Matarazzo, the guy, the kid who Dustin. played Dustin, mm-hmm. he does something similar. He recounts like, he was like, yeah, me and Finn kept telling you guys like, you know, we wanted to shoot this in an arcade. It'd be cool if we took this out of Dungeons & Dragons and started an arcade. And... Um, and he, you know, Gaten was pretty much saying that, like... We're going to do that anyway, yeah. Yeah, he was just like, you know, we're you know, we the ones who told you that. And the Duffers was like, no, that's what we wanted to do. And he was like, no, I remember that you guys were doing it. And then they got all mad about it, like, whatever, man. Just, you know, so it was like two episodes. I'm like, yo, I don't know if I like these dudes, mm-hmm. man. They're a little, like, you arguing with some fucking 13-year-old kids, man. Like, But anyway, I appreciate it. Talk about separating people from the art, right? Right. <laughs> I appreciate what they bring to Stranger Things, though. But what else? What else? What else did we pick on or pick up about them? Like, how did they? There's very little information about them because you know we produced this show over here, and I was like trying to find out about them. I'm like, oh, they're twins, and they made Wayward Pines in a movie called Hidden and a bunch of short stuff, like a bunch of shorts. Right. But like, literally, when I looked them up, it was like. uh, Creators of Stranger Things works at their twins. That's all I could find. Right. I don't know where they went to fucking film school. Nobody knows the story of how they got Stranger Things off the ground. Like they had a show before that. that. I mean, they did Wayward Pines Pines. before that. But I mean, like I mean, the creative process of Stranger Things. Nope. They wrote it, right? They created 100 creative. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They just knew the right people. Because it had a pretty nice budget per episode. It's like $6 million an episode for season one. Really? They yeah. have legit actors on Wayward Pines. I oh, thought yeah. that that was over, but apparently it's not. So mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, they had they had some leverage is probably what it was. And, then, you know, that was during that time when just Netflix was fucking throwing money at anything. But what kind of leverage, though? Or was it just a good story? or? Yeah, I think they, like... I think on Beyond Stranger Things, they talk about pitching it to Netflix, and Netflix was like gun ho about the idea that they didn't really have to pitch it anywhere else. Like, I think they pitched the first episode or something, and Netflix was like, cut the check for the whole thing. Maybe they wow. just, not saying got lucky, but they met the right person who believed in the story and it walked them in. And walked it in. So, yeah, well, that's, that's pretty tough because I mean, you know, Netflix turned around and believed in the OA the same way. <laughs> I like the OA. The OA was fucking terrible. I like Britt By the time, yeah, well, I, I haven't seen anything else she's done, but I'm telling you, like, I, I was invested in the OA, and then when I saw how the shit ended, I was I so wanted my life back. Uh, for, the, like, ending was, the ending was terrible. That was fucking oh, dumb, bro. Yeah. And then when I found out what the OA meant, I'm like, come. I'm like, yo, man. And somebody, when the show had first come on, because it was like pretty much almost right, maybe like a month after Stranger Things 1 come out. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, Charlie Fair, man. Shout out to Charlie. We were just talking about you earlier. Char- I remember seeing Char- uh, Charlie was tweeting about it, and that's how I found out about the OA. And I hit him, and I'm like, you know, what's the OA? And he was like, yo, it's kind of like Stranger Things, but better. No, nigga. <laughs> Fuck you, Charlie. <laughs> you are so wrong, Charlie Fair. So anyway, um, so Duffer Brothers got lucky, basically, is what we're going mean, to... Yeah. It's also interesting that Netflix is at that point now where they're like network television, too, where like they've got hits, runaway hits. They got misses. Mm-hmm. like They got things that don't work out very well. Like It's it's interesting to see that. Okay. Well, yeah, this one caught on like wildfire, like real-life part of popular culture now. How'd you come up on it? I know like me, randomly, I saw it up there. I hadn't seen any... Um, 
for the first season. I hadn't seen anything advertising that it was even going to be a fucking Nothing. thing. And I just, I saw, I saw the title and I was like, huh, this sounds like some shit I might be interested in. And then when I scrolled over to it, the graphic was lit and I was like, I'm going to fucking watch this. Yeah. I was like, Winona Ryder's in it. It looks like some 80s shit. Mm, I'm going to watch shout it. Shout outs yeah. to Winona Ryder. I, I, I think, I, yeah, Winona Ryder's still popping. Yes. Um, she, um, I think what happened was for me, I had saw a couple of people tweeting about it and talking about it on social media. So I saw it and they were just saying, you know, this is dope. This is cool. Um, so that kind of stuck with me. And then I was on Netflix and I have it on my PlayStation, right? My PlayStation Mm -hmm. three. And, um, it's, if you kind of like hover over or you, you, you're on a thumbnail and if it sits there, it'll play like the trailer. Mm -hmm. And I think it played the trailer and I was like, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, it it was just a chance accident. Like I, I I turned on Netflix and I left it up there and then it started playing the trailer and I was like, Oh, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to start watching it. And I started watching it, and I was just, as soon as I saw the title sequence, I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Uh, just the music, the the optics of it, like, it just drew me all the way in and made me feel a certain way. So, you know, I, I just carried on, and I didn't stop. Um, and, I, and I think that was the fr- that was within the first week that it had come out last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. No, like, I watched, I started watching it the day it dropped. No, oh, okay. And I, I binged it. That first episode, I was like, I'm here for all this 80s greatness. Right. Let me see what, you know, nostalgia I can drum up, which is really interesting because those kids weren't fucking alive, but they did it pretty well. <laughs> yeah, they did very well. Um, anybody else want to share their story, how they came up on Stranger Things? Well, I was chilling last week uh, <laughs> on the uh, Christopher Nolan podcast, and uh, I was told to, you know, to fucking watch it. So yeah. Just like that. Just straight, like that. Straight mm-hmm. like that. Well, mm-hmm. kind of to build on something Lizzie dug in your ass about last episode is that it just doesn't make sense how you didn't you gravitate towards you gravitate it. towards yeah. it. You love Spielberg. You're, you know, you, I like you, the 80s too. You like I love the 80s. 80s. Yeah, I'm sorry. You have um, an appreciation for good story. You like Stephen King. You like I Stephen King. I do like King. Stephen King. I read Stephen King books when I was in middle school. Yeah. Um, sorry guys, uh shit happens. Um, well, okay, so after binging it, so we just, let's just jump straight into it. After binging it, how do you feel about it? Um, after the first season, I was like, eh, it's cool. Like, I, I understood the appeal. I liked the show. But I, I made the statement that I was like, you know, uh, this show is this is not my kind of show. After I got about a couple episodes into season two, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in it now. I feel like season two was, it reinforced the awesomeness of the show, I uh-huh. think. I think that's it. I'm not going to say which season was better per se, but as a whole, I just felt like the show got stronger when he got to season two. Mm. So I am a fan. I do like it. I'll be sticking around for season three. Gotcha. You so. think it was the production value that upped? Like um, the world getting no, bigger? No, I, I felt like season one had a few. I, I felt like season one could have been like a, it could have been a movie or it could have been shorter. Mm-hmm. The pacing. Like, the, pacing the pacing of it was mm-hmm. a little off to me. It was, it didn't feel like they had their footing yet. Mm. Whereas season two feels like everything had a more meticulous plan to it. Right. Nothing felt wasted except for episode seven. Oh God, yes. Um, but season one, like I felt you could have. It was eight episodes. You could have done it in four, or you could have done it in a movie. Like it just felt like a long ass movie. Yeah, it just felt like we were dragging our feet a little bit. Yeah. And and I just was like, all right, guys, like come on, like right. let's get this over with. And. Season two had a tone that fit more with what I like in TV. It was a little more serious, a little more darker. Right. Um, but still sprinkling in, you know, the 80s music and all the, the cool references. Gotcha. So. Did you gravitate towards a specific character? 
Hopper. Hopper's my favorite character. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that was because of season two. Oh. Um, to fast forward through him, I, I just feel like he's an interesting character. Like he's he's got a lot of problems, and I felt like he he's like a he's like a person who's trying really hard to be like a good person in every aspect. Okay. But he can only kind of be good at one thing at a time. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he 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 can't do be good at two things at once. Explain that. Like he can be a protector. He can he can kill monsters, but then he can't he can't be like a dad, you know. Like and, and literally he can't be a dad. Like he yeah. lost his daughter, and then he's like got a second shot at that. He's got a he second that up too. Yeah, he's because he. But I understand the reasoning why. Right. I I I respected him for that. Like why he hid them, why he hid her made the most sense. Yeah. But right. he had. It's like um. What's that thing in Batman? It's like the hero we want, but not the hero we deserve. Like it was like okay. he had to go down a path that he he didn't want to go down, but he knew he was good at. Right. So, but he wants to go down this other path, but it's it's scarier for him. So, I I think if you really look at Hopper, there's a lot of things going on with him, mm-hmm. and I, I liked it. I thought they did a good job with him. Yeah, I I do I do like the depth of Hopper's character. Mm-hmm. Um, even when, you know, obviously spoiler alerts, right? So even when we we start realizing that he's a little bit more aware of what's happening mm-hmm. in season two than he than we initially let on, right? Mm-hmm. Did you you guys picked up on that, right? Like mm-hmm. he, okay. Yeah, so like even the way that they sort of layered that, like, you know, having to sort of hide hide things from every side, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, but isn't that you know, isn't that almost like a God complex, though? Would you consider that? Like, you feel like you have to be responsible for this entire well, situation? I mean, he's the chief of police. You okay, know? so that's where that responsibility comes from. You know, from. I think that. He's got that sense of responsibility. To you, be a protector. Yeah, yeah, and that comes probably with that profession. So, and, you know, but he's he's messed up a little bit. In season one, he's way more messed up. It's like, he, they start out kind of showing that like he kind of doesn't give a shit, but mm-hmm. he does, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so he, in a way, is, f- I felt like he was fighting a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So, and how to handle all all this stuff coming at him. Right. So, and, and you know, in season two, like, the, the scene where they argue and she blows the windows out. That, like, that's, that's an amazing that's a scene. a dope scene. You know what I mean? Like, in between two talented actors. You know, and even the scene where um, when Mike finds out and he's like hitting him and stuff, mm-hmm. like that was a good scene. Yeah, like because he knew he had to take the beating. Right. And and but he did, but he had his reasons for it. Right. So, what was the character's name? What was the guy's name when um, the episode where like uh, where Nancy and uh, Jonathan were the you know. The, the lawyer the conspiracy guy. Theorist? Yeah, the conspiracy yeah, yeah. theorist guy. Or I said lawyer. Yeah, the conspiracy theorist guy. He's like the, He's the private investigator. Yeah. Yeah, private. yeah, I don't know his name. What was his name? I don't oh, remember. you don't remember? He had oh. a great joke, though. When the morning after, he was oh, like, yo, yeah. how's the pullout? <laughs> pull <laughs> yeah. I, laugh, I laughed way harder than I yeah. thought I would. Yeah. 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 He, he had, he, that, was, that whole scene was really good, um, in my opinion. But I'm, I'm trying to figure out. So he was the one that, that was speaking to Hopper in the beginning, right? Talking yeah, about yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. So Hopper knew what was happening. He yeah. just had to kind of play him to the left, right? Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of season one, they they the, the men in black took him away. And I'm assuming that meant they had the conversation with him about, right. we need to keep this under wraps. So. Okay. 
So, all right. So, right off the rip, we we let's acknowledge that the very the the very first scene that we saw in season two, mm-hmm. we got introduced to uh, Kaylee, the, the Kaylee character yeah. number eight yeah. or whatever. All right. So, what did you guys think when you first saw that? I was thinking that we were going to see more kids, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, "Where are they taking us with this?" Mm. Um, and then I was pissed that she didn't show up again for a long time. And then I was even more pissed at what they did with that character. Yeah, I thought we'd see more kids too. I I, I think you you will, and maybe in season three mm-hmm. or four. Well, they uh, said they're gonna do four seasons, yeah. and then that's it. Okay. But in, I'm with you. I, I was hoping we'd get a little farther with that. Mm-hmm. But and I I'm just totally with you. I thought we'd get farther, and then what we got was like eh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Right. It kind of like tacked on. Mm-hmm. It yeah. Very forced mm-hmm. and. I didn't need yeah. it. What do you mean? In her first scene or in No, the first seven? scene was fine, but how they brought her back and they kind of gave like Eleven this weird gangster plot, like we're going to fucking rob. That was so weird. Well, well, so I have a whole theory about that entire thing. And I mean, I, you know, we have, just to let you guys know, we have an outline, but I'm I'm going to go out of order on this you thing. You clearly have been. It's fine. Not really. Up until this point, we were all good. <laughs> but thank you for trying to play me. I actually have it printed out right here. You hear this paper? That's the printed out outline right there. So I was on. I was on point. But um, I really have a theory about that character. I feel like eight and eleven are going to end up having sort of a Magneto Professor X relationship. Um, and I feel like that that's where the story's going to start going. Obviously, okay. So is it safe to say if we have an eight and we have an eleven, there's at least nine more. There's at least nine more kids. I think. Um, I think well, so I think some of those kids are dead, though. Like I think some of those kids probably didn't make it, or they're like so, and they're insane or something like the toll on their the body. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, because there was there was a. Do you guys remember the scene where she was really trying in, in in episode seven? Which seems to be the episode that nobody likes, which I don't understand. It It, It was so random. Like, this kid's going to get on a bus and ride, like, way across the the state. Nobody cares. And then just come right back. Like, it's nothing. See, see, but I think, I feel like that that episode is going to lay lay some groundwork for the the next episode, you know, the next season. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like season two of The Wire, if anybody's familiar with The Wire. And it, nobody liked it, but it made sense to the entire story mm-hmm. when you understand, like, you nobody know Nobody liked the docs. Nobody exactly. Liked nobody it. liked the docs, but, yeah, but it, you know, it fits. But so, so uh, I, I feel like that that is, that episode seven is laying the groundwork for where the story is going. Because I, I don't feel like the story needs to keep dealing with the upside down. I think at some point it's going to lose its luster. Right, like, I mean, how many times can a fucking portal open up? Nobody but these same eight motherfucking people know about it. <laughs> like, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's something that's going to expand probably into the city, and that's probably how they're going to start bringing those characters together. Oh, that's a good prediction. Because yeah, yeah, ever since the beginning, it just seems like this thing is just growing. Right. You know, it's, I wasn't like mad at what I get the purpose of episode seven. Right. But I don't like how they did it. This, the yeah. stylistic choices, the, the the characters. I think the characters and the dialogue yeah. I thought was very unrealistic. Yeah, it was yeah. like you had good dialogue, good cultural references, good story, and then you had this one little thorn that just the dialogue wasn't the same. The character, the actors were terrible. I didn't like any of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, the scene that stuck out to me was that just makes me say what I was saying about the Magneto relationship was when she was showing her how to use the powers mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it was just very reminiscent of like x-men first class you know yeah. when professor x bought them all back and really showed them how to really hone in on their skills it just kind of felt like that but um 
they're nerdy as hell. I could see it. Yeah, I really feel like that's where the show's gonna go and just open up, you know, and, into a bigger into a bigger facet. I felt kind of like it was a like with the truck thing. I felt it kind of felt like Palpatine for a second, where like Palpatine is like Are trying to get Star Luke. Wars? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I don't know if you saw my face, but uh, oh yeah, you don't watch yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. even finished though. Yeah, but we, he's Star trying Wars. to get Luke to, um, I guess, kill. Yeah, um, kill Darth Vader, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like behind him, trying to get him, get his powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it felt. Every time you said Palpatine, I thought I thought about the Velveteen Dream. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. I hate you. <laughs> no, Chancellor Palpatine, aka the Emperor. Oh, okay, yeah. nice. The ugly dude. Ugly guy. Oh. Ugly guy. Oh God. God. <laughs> I just I, I didn't like the 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 girl the actress. Sorry if you're listening. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought you were terrible. Good. She was Indian though, or at least it looked Indian. That's she not, was Indian. Yeah. I don't. I don't. That's, that's care your style, about Corey. That, she sucks. That has nothing to do <laughs> with any of this. I thought maybe that would just like supersede everything. No. Yeah, she wasn't the strongest of that. I mean, up against Eleven, though. When you got kid actors like Eleven, Mill, Millie Bobby Brown is the shit. Yeah. Like, I want to see where her career goes. She's like the new Dakota Fanning. But cuter. Yeah. Yo, side note, who's having who had a better career? L or Dakota fan? L's having a better L, career. L's booming Dog. right now, man. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think it could get no better than Dakota, but L's low key like having a way. Well, Dakota career. fell off. If Dakota had kept going, maybe. Cause she uh, she had a, a string of blockbusters and then she just Yeah. She went away. That's kinda yeah. true. Yeah. So um all right. So also in that first episode, uh, we got introduced to a few more new characters. Uh Mad Max. Right, I, I thought she was annoying. I didn't. We don't need her. We don't need her. We'll yeah, if really? that felt forced, uh, you don't need her. Well, well, how come? Why is she there? I know why Billy's there. Why is she there? Well, why? Okay, so let's start with why is Billy there? Billy's there because, and they explain this in Beyond Stranger Things. Billy's there because they wanted like Steve to have some reprieve and be like a, a likable character, but right. they had to have like an evil person in the human world, so they introduced Billy to be that, mm. which. I don't know if we needed Billy either, but I know why he's there. Why right. the fuck is Max there? Like, I don't. What purpose does she serve? Okay, well, let's look at it in its totality. Well, uh, I, I, I. So I see where she allowed. All right, we gotta look at. We gotta look at the realism of what's happening. Right, when you record these shows with with kids, these kids get older, right? So they they can't have the same kitty qualities. That they had in the very first season. So to, you're saying they needed some adolescent problems. Absolutely. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. got, there's got to be a, a whole puberty, you know, sort of arc that's going. These kids can't play Dungeons and Dragons for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Apparently saying? Apparently, the Duffer Brothers have been doing that, <laughs> and they that explains that everything. choice too. That explains everything. Yeah, that explains a lot. But it you know, out great for them. It, yeah, it did in the long run. But I mean, I think the average kid can't just play Dungeons and Dragons for the rest of their fucking life. So, um, so you know, these kids have to develop some sort of, you know, puberty. You know, there has to be some sort of a puberty storyline. So I felt like she was a good catalyst for that. You know, this is the kind of thing that does happen. You know, you got a group of guys that hang out, then all of a sudden you throw a girl into the situation, and it makes everything weird. You know, everybody's sort of relationships get a little funny, you know, especially if, like, more than more than one like them at a time. You know what I'm saying? So um, I felt like it was good for that. I thought... I picked it up as a reference. You know, a lot of 80s coming-of-age films always have, like, the one-dimensional bully. Right. The bully that doesn't have much of a story. He's just 
like like in the first season, the two kids, mm-hmm. they're just the bullies. They just bully them for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just interpreted Billy as like the next iteration of that. This just bully that's just going to be a problem. Right. You know. Well, but we saw that he has, I mean, obviously they have some better plans for Billy for us to be able to see his backstory mm-hmm. to some degree, right? We see why he's the way he's aggressive the way he is. Um, Billy the, reminds me a lot of Henry from It. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very much. Well, well, you know what? I kind of, it's funny, man. He was a whole, when I saw him, it just automatically put me in the mind frame of Lost Boys. He looked like. Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah, like, well, more like, he looked like hair. Jason Patrick. Right. But, he had but, Jason Patrick's hair, but, but Kiefer Sutherland's yeah, personality. Kiefer Sutherland's disposition. So, you know, um, I, you know, I think that there's some, there's some plans for Billy. And then seeing, you know, his interaction with, um, with Mike's mom. No. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I hope they pick that storyline back up. Oh, yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> but, but you know, very plausible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could also argue, too. I mean, Steve kind of came full circle, mm-hmm. you know, by a little bit by the end of season one. But, I mean, maybe that was their plan. You know, Steve's now kind of exiting as kind of a bully. Right. And you've, you know, you've got to give him something to look back on, you know, something to – to balance out the, the, he's obviously probably a senior and yeah, he's referenced that he's a senior. So, and most likely Billy is too. So you need the older. They, well, they always, they say that in writing, Jess, you you can attest to this. They say when, you know, when you're writing a story, if you want to make an asshole, if you want to take sympathy on an asshole, bring in a bigger asshole, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So in that case, I, you know, Billy obviously was that. Um, I, I think also, so, just to bounce off what I was saying about the whole puberty thing, bringing Max in, it gave us the isolation on Dustin and on Lucas mm-hmm. to the point where we were able to sort of see their strengths. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, the first season was heavily concentrated on Mike and Will. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, Will. Oh, wow. Uh, but um, so, you know, this I think this created a nice little Petri dish for us to see who these other two characters really are. I think are. Lucas is still Lucas. Lucas in the first season is like the practical black kid. He's not going to die in the fucking horror movie because he's like, wow, y'all running towards danger, which I appreciate. Yeah, he's um, very smart. But he's he's still that way in this one. Like, he's still very practical in how he approaches things. And mm-hmm. Dustin's still very happy-go-lucky. Right. So I think I think we got more of them, but they didn't really change. They didn't. We it, they re, there was just more reveal. Mm-hmm. Dustin's like a real life like he's asshole whitish. kid. No, Dustin's like the whitest kid. <laughs> yeah. Like he's the poster child for white ass kids that die in movies. I'm so surprised he's alive. Yo, he sent his mom on that fucking ghost mission for Mew Mew. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> First of all, like, and I said this in the chat. I was like, Dustin is like a case study on like why white people should not be obsessed with the fucking animals. And just be like, you're so cute. Oh, snake, come live in my house. Like, what? You don't even want to know what the fuck this is. You just know you want to take it home and play with it. What the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. He was trying to. Oh, he was trying to impress Max. See again that that kind of. That kind of tell me what girl is like. Oh, cool, a weird animal that I don't know what the fuck it is. Like a tomboy sort of girl. No, They're also kids. I was a tomboy. They're... I totally would not have given a fuck about a polywog. I'd be like, take that nasty ass slug outside. <laughs> they are selling us on the on a naive children. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, look at ET, the Goonies. They all did things that kids wouldn't do. To, you know, right? Like, it, so there's got to be a sense of magicalness, some story element. You right. know that that is unbelievable. Dustin so, is still my favorite, though. Yeah. Like I, lo- I love Dustin. I fell in love with Dustin immediately watching the first episode. I just, 
uh, him and that fucking polywog. I just was like, what are you doing with your life here? Like, come on, have some common sense. So dart. like, he's the anti Lucas. Lucas mm-hmm. is like, hey, I'm black and I'm logical. Dustin's like, we're just having fun. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I do like that they showed a lot more of Lucas's like family. Yeah, His no, I love sister. Erica. Yeah, man, she was <laughs> hilarious, bro. Like, uh. The uh the code red scene, oh my god, I almost lost it, man. She was she was fun. I I definitely hope we see more of her. I want to um, see more of her. Period. Not just in Stranger Things. I'd like to see her have a career. I think she's a very interesting kid. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I think like all the girls, you know, in the world of black girl magic that we associate with that, you know, your Zendaya's, your your uh, Yara Shahidi's, your a man Simberg, like they're almost grown women now. Like I want some more little black girls to fall in love with. So I I'm, I want to see more of Erica. Right. I don't know her name. I need to learn her name. Yeah, me too. I, I was looking and I didn't, I missed her here. Um, That was one of the things I did like about this season is that it felt like there were certain things that was put into this season that was like a direct result of like what the fans wanted. Mm-hmm. Of course, like the Barb thing, which I didn't like because people die in horror movies all the time. You don't need to like eulogize them and have a whole storyline about it. But I did like, like you know, this SNL sketch was really funny uh, where, where they talk about um, why they didn't have Lucas's parents in the show the first season. <laughs> and if they did show up, like, what they would do. Like, that was really hilarious. Like hell, that was hilarious. So, yeah, I really appreciated, like, showing Lucas's family life in this season. Well, Dustin, Dustin's mom, we got to see more of yeah. what her home life was like, too. Mm-hmm. What didn't you like about Barb's story, though? Because, like, it made sense to me. It was I don't think anyone was cared about Barb after yeah. she died. Like, I, no one cared. Yeah, nah. It was just a hashtag. That, it was kind of like a meme, in a sense. A meme I mean, that I, people actually made into a storyline. But I, I think it helped contribute to the cover-up aspect of season two. Absolutely. Like, it was the driving force between that because Nancy was kind of like, oh, she's dead. I know she's dead, and I, I'm, I, we have to keep lying to her parents. Wait, okay. Did Nancy really care at the end of the first season? I don't know if it was referenced, but she obviously cared in season two. She went to see her parents. Yeah, yeah. and then they, oh, their yeah. parents were talking about how they're going to sell their house because they were going to hire, like, a private investigator. She's like, oh, you're about to sell your house. And then... I don't know how much houses cost in '83. We'll go with a hundred thousand. That still seems like a lot for Indiana, but we'll rock hey, it. We'll go with a hundred. Like you're gonna sell your house and most likely spend all this money on a a wild goose, a, a wild goose chase mm-hmm. that I know the answer to. You know, so I I, I didn't mind Barb's story. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm with Corey, man. I, I mean, I think that it was definitely the catalyst for a whole sub story that you know that 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 happened this this particular season. Like. I, it worked, but like I don't. I'm with I'm with Martin. I don't give a fuck about Barb. Like, okay, she yeah. died. I don't give a fuck about her. Yeah. She's like the girl who dies in the first scene of like Jason. It, who the exactly. fuck is she? Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. But she's also the only one that died. She's yeah. only good character. Well, not nah, good character that died. Well, she's the only one that died from a demogorgon. Yeah, yeah. Outside of like bad guys, there was that dude who, who had the. Uh, who had the diner just got shot in the head. Oh, you're right. <laughs> he right. went on to be Toby yeah, nobody's in, in like... uh, This Is Us. So yeah. I, That shocked me. I was a little like, oh, that guy's dead now. Yeah. I it's didn't... okay. He's having an amazing moment in Hollywood. Time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, that was random as shit. Um, okay, so one of the biggest changes this season was we switched out Matthew Modine, the, the papa, for uh, Paul, Paul Reiser. Reiser. I kept looking at him like, that looks like Paul Reiser. And I was like, oh shit, it is. Yeah, Him and Sean Astin put on a few pounds. Yeah, yeah, Y'all, y'all yeah, gotta, yeah. gotta oh, use yeah. his paycheck. I mean, <laughs> slip, Paul Reiser's slip. like 60. Like, let him be great. Yeah. So. Let, him, let him live. 
But uh, what was he was uh, what Doctor Sam Owens? Mm-hmm. I think I have here um, was was Paul Reiser's character. So first and foremost, was it an even swap out? No, no. Matthew Modine was an evil son of a bitch. Like Paul Reiser was very likable, and I felt like he um, was more like realistic in terms of like what a person in that position would be actually feeling and experiencing. Like I don't think that you lose all of your human because you're a scientist. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, that's what Matthew Modine felt like. He felt very uncaring and he had like a goal of like secrecy and, and science. Whereas I still got the goal of, of discovery and understanding and resolving from Paul Reiser, but he seemed to actually care about people too. Mm. He gave you some more human. And I think that's more realistic than just having an evil son of a bitch in a white coat. It felt like he was the guy that like, he, he's, he's the mop up crew, you know, and he, he's got a job to do. But he's being more realistic about it. So, I mean, I, I thought he was going to be like, they were going to go the classic route where he's like the next Matthew Modine, but right. they didn't. So, and I wasn't mad at that decision either. Mm-hmm. So, okay. But I guess to me, why I like the first season better is it feels like there's something missing this season. Like, like of course, I thought Billy was way over the top, but that the idea of like, okay, you have the Demogorgon, which is this supernatural antagonist, and you have Matthew Modine, which is like this human antagonist. Mm-hmm. Like, there really isn't a human antagonist this season. Other, Billy. Than, other than Billy. I mean, yeah. but Billy is so like over the top, though. Like, even the first scene, you're just like, oh, come on, yo. Like, I'm going to tell you the most over the top thing with Billy. The fucking basketball scene where he went. No, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I said, yeah. listen, nobody plays basketball. Yeah, they like said that, on bro. the um on Beyond Stranger Things, like the the coach who was teaching them how to play, he was like, "Yo, don't do that shit." Yeah, <laughs> it's extremely unrealistic. Yeah, nobody. And then it was poorly executed. On top of that, man, that whole basketball scene was uncomfortable to me. Because just watch it. Apparently, that's how white people play basketball in the eighties. When you watch Teen Wolf, that's how Michael J. Fox plays basketball. So stiff, rigid. They've all got like long, unathletic hair. Like I'm like, are you playing that? It's ridiculous, man. But you know, so I'm not a fan of that actor. Like I could never see him again and be fine. In the the Red Ranger guy, yeah, the guy played Billy. I actually really liked him. I, I thought his character, even though it was extremely over the top, I just thought. He was menacing. I will say that. Like, he was menacing, but it was it was extremely over the top, and I just. So is that him or the writing? I don't know. It remains to be seen. But the only other thing I have to compare it to is the fuck Ranger. ass Power Rangers. So I, I would yeah. really like to see him more. I think he has some qualities that can make him very likable in Hollywood or whatever's left. Of Hollywood I mean, I, did, I don't know. I don't know stuff. because. Okay, going back to the homie R.J. Seiler was in Power Rangers too, and I still love him. So right. I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to put that on the writing necessarily, but we'll see. Because you know, I don't. I mean, the Duffer Brothers don't suck as writers. I'm just saying. I think he had he had the one good scene with his dad. I think that was a great scene. That was yeah, a great scene. That was great. Well, I'm with you, but it was it was interesting because it was like you. It's like the mom was like you're like reacting like you're being abusive to him. But then his reasoning was kind of like yeah, you kind of are a little shithead. Like Yo. get your shit together, but. So it was a it was an interesting Man. scene because he was he you know he threw his son against a wall and I'm not saying that's right or wrong but I'm saying like you could tell the mom thought it was very wrong right and then but she just come from the school that don't whip your kids that's yeah, all it like, is that was an interesting <laughs> scene because he kind of deserved it but then the mom is like yo what are you you're roughing him up yeah, like that was like, 80s parenting right yeah there. I mean in a nutshell man and that was one of the things they said on on uh, uh, on uh, uh, 
Beyond Western Bros. Western Bros. Like, yo, for real, honestly, I didn't see nothing wrong with that. I, mm-hmm. I understood completely what they were doing with that scene. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it like, yo, I do not see what's wrong with this. This kid is a fucking dickhead that, like, has tr- tried to run over kids, hello, with a fucking Corvette or whatever the shit mm-hmm. was. He was, the, the what was that? Uh, it's either Firebird or a, I think it's a Firebird. Yeah. I could be wrong. So He tried to run know. over four innocent or three innocent kids. With a car, and oh, you know that's an Easter egg, right? His name is Billy. Who else's name is Billy that tries to run kids over with a car? Billy that tries to run kids. Billy Boy, no, no, just Keeper Sutherland and Stand by Me. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, that was a. I didn't catch that Easter egg. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. So, so when he's getting well, smacked, actually, up his by name his dad. is Ace, not Billy. Okay, Billy, so. Billy is the brother, but still. So maybe it wasn't an Easter egg. Maybe it I'm was pretty, just... I don't know. I'm just putting shit together. Let yeah. me be great. Well, I was trying to, but you fucked that one up. One thing yeah. I didn't like about Billy and Mad Max's story is that early in season two, they they allude that like their reasoning for being together is like something different. It's It felt sinister. It yeah. did. They kind of yeah. touched. They was like, you know, we're not related. You're I just my gotta, fucking I, sister. I just got to deal with you. Yeah. And then they don't talk about... It's because their parents are divorced. Like, Makes sense, though. Yeah. like It made sense. And then they, they go to the house. The house is all alone. But yeah. the reasoning was nothing simpler than their parents were out of town. Mm-hmm. Like, that was literally yeah. it. Their parents were out of town. Yeah, like, I thought he committed a crime. Yeah, they, they allude that like... And, and he, he mentions like, man, how long we got to be here... We're only gonna be here for a short amount of time. Like, it alludes that there's something deeper than that. But they were the parents were out of town. Well, well, no, no, no. Well, I think it. I think it is a bigger. I think it's a bigger understanding of their situation, right? So you've got obviously their stepbrother and sister, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, you know, they're it's they're married into the situation. So I, you know, looking back at it and seeing it in its totality, maybe a lot of the anger and the resentment comes from the fact that. He obviously blames this woman for breaking up, this woman for breaking up his parents' marriage. Why well, assume you know what I'm like saying? his like I assume well with Billy it was like a nature versus nurture thing, and I think that scene with Billy and his dad kind of tips the scale, and like it's clearly like nurture. It's clearly like his dad might have might have fostered this like abusive personality, and that abusive personality, his dad's personality might have like drove his wife away. In a sense, I'm thinking chicken or egg, though. I was because that scene it it hints that he's abusive, despite yeah. the fact that he kind of deserved it. Mm-hmm. It it hints that he's abusive. I think that's all about I, how you view parenting, yeah, and yeah. I think yeah. that that some people's kids are bad as shit, and their mm-hmm. reaction to that is not to let them be. Yeah. I mean, I think well, okay, I would say that if he didn't call his son, you know, like the f word or whatever, right? Like, yeah, I that's think that, not cool. Yeah, yeah, like if. Like clearly, if somebody's saying that to their own kid, like there's something much more fucked up going on. That's a good point. I mean, that's a good point. But uh, yeah, I mean, and then he said he was like he he's gonna call his little whore. Like it was like but, but eh, see, all right. I mean, damn, you don't even know the girl he's going out with. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know what? This is why I would defend it though, because his reasoning for going hard at his son was because he disrespected his wife. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like he was defending his wife and he was defending her daughter as well. So it was like a protector on like the side that needed it. Does that make sense? I mean, I think if he was trying to protect her and her daughter, he would go out there looking for her with like with or without his son. Like he wouldn't just be like, go find the daughter. They would all search for like this missing kid. They wouldn't just chill in the house and be like, 
go handle my lightweight or something like that. Well, I don't, I don't think they, they think weren't in like, danger. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't understand that she was in danger. I think like, it was kind of like you were responsible for your for your stepsister. Now you go fucking find yeah, her. I don't think he her, thought yeah. like, oh, she might die because like a demon from another dimension is going to fuck right. her up. He's oblivious to that. Uh, Which, yeah. But I think that the scene and all the things we're talking about is, I think it was done on purpose to create conversation, to create a element of like, of interpretation. Right. I agree with yeah. you and I think I think that that's good writing. I think mm-hmm. that when we I can agree. see the perspective of the abusive parent and mm-hmm. say like okay, I can empathize with you on some level but I wouldn't necessarily handle it the same way. Right. I think that's really good. I think when you write the character one dimensional and they're just really evil and you don't give them any human qualities of of being mm-hmm. able to reason or have compassion or you know what I mean, you're just like you're just evil and we don't know why. Yeah. I think that that's shitty writing and right. I think that the writing like you said is meant to make you um, have something of that character to latch on to is relatable. Absolutely. And I, honestly, I'm very interested knowing what happened with her hitting him with the syringe in the, syringe in the neck and the, the, the spiked, you know, oh, bat man. between the between the nuts. Like, shout <laughs> out to whatever. Steve getting his ass beat, though. Oh, man, he was dead. Okay, twice. Pause, pause, Steve pause, got pause, his pause, ass pause. beat twice. Oh, let's, talk, let's talk about that, <laughs> right? Let's talk about beat. how... Dustin and fucking Mike they and Lucas nothing. ain't shit. I know for that. they did nothing. I'm they like, stood y'all there. Just gonna stand there and let let him get y'all, fucked up like y'all that. Y'all and there's three of y'all. Y'all threw rocks yep. at a Demogorgon, but you couldn't go after fucking they was, Billy. They never seen a man get whooped like that. Like that and was some gonna, real life. They're just gonna shit. stand in the corner, kick his ass. Kick like his no, ass. go fucking help him. Like yeah. the fuck. I'm like, yo, like y'all ain't no, y'all need to, I would be looking at each other and stuff. I'm like, y'all really don't got each other's backs for real. Like your crew is bullshit. Well, I mean, I think I think I, that yeah. he was just—I mean, that's a big dude. Let me tell you something. I was I was the having in the, the theater in high school, and <laughs> like the, the the nerdy kids that I knew would still fight your ass. Like I don't, especially if it was more than one of them. Like jump them. What uh, the fuck? I mean, that's kind of like if you you go out with your friends, and then like a new dude comes along, and like he gets in a fight, he gets his ass beat. It's like this thing of like, I mean, that's your man. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like shock paralysis. It's like, like ooh. Uh, but you know, but, I don't know but, that nigga like that. Like, in that but, situation, yeah. though, they didn't have nothing to lose by like ganging up on him. They just let John get fucked up. Like, yeah, that's I, your boy's brother. I, I didn't, they didn't know what to do, yo. Like, that's you know, that, that world is foreign. To, they know Demogorgons and all that shit. See, that that's ain't foreign like, to them. Nah, you know what I'm saying? They don't know Demogorgons. They I mean, know they, they fought one in season one. Lucas lose strikes for that. His mom's supposed to teach him better. Like well, gee, he comes from a very wholesome house. We saw his house. <laughs> I come from a wholesome house too, but my mom's like, "Don't let your friend get the ass whooped." Yeah, I, mean, I feel you. I think it was a shock paralysis, man. And then, and then, like you know, you know, Max. Obviously, she she grown some sort of accustomation to it. So it's like, uh, you know, she kind of it was building up. She had to retaliate to some degree on this. You know, they they didn't. You know, that shit was new to them. <laughs> like. We 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 had the, you know the, uh, what do they call it? the luxury of being able to see his build up, but that was just a complete shocker to them. Like he pops in like fucking Michael Myers, and really whooped ass. I, I you I want to piggyback on something though. Also, what one thing that's been confusing for me is that remembering which characters experience which things throughout the show. Right. And you mentioned when the Demogorg came in the season one, right? Uh huh. That was the first time they had ever seen or experienced the Demogorgon. Right. Demogorgon. Demogorgon. I'm sorry. I, I screwed that up a lot. The Demogorgon. When it comes out and, and kills Matthew Modine. Right. That was the first time those kids had ever seen that. Right. And it's like, but the whole show has been about the Demogorgon. So it's like, 
in the same amount of time, they had they had the same amount of time to deal with the Demogorgon as they did with with Billy. <laughs> you know what so. disappointed me though? I didn't like that the Demogorgon wasn't a singular monster because mm-hmm. you think that the Demogorgon is one. There's one mm-hmm. of them, and that's mm-hmm. what you think is happening in the first one. I didn't appreciate that it was a thousand of them in the second one. Mm. I wanted them to face a different monster. Yeah, I wanted some something completely new. Well, I didn't catch that at first. I thought they they were like similar but related because in season one they remember when hopper he found the egg in the last that when him and nancy walked through that's where i thought it came from it was kind of an egg thing well and he threw up the polywog into the sink so yeah i i get that i but i didn't i i get that the demogorgon can reproduce right Mm -hmm. but i'm thinking like maybe we get you know like tremors like they come in a different iteration like three of them come out of the one egg cool but like for there to be a thousand demogorgons, it's kind of like. See, I interpreted that that they weren't demogorgons; they were like little mini. Demo, no, demo, they were demodogs, like, like Dustin said. They're like they were. They, no, I mean, it was the, the same very, thing I mean, as at Tremors. the very end. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I got you. They were growing, yeah. but like to me, I would have been cool with it being like four or five of them. But like at the very end, when it's literally a thousand of them, I'm like, seriously. Hmm. I can see that little army of demodogs. Yeah. Um, all right, so staying on the 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 context of newcomers, um, we didn't really get into Sean Astin's character too much, Bob the Brain. I was so fucking happy to see him in this movie, yeah. just in terms of like '80s nostalgia. I was like, it's Mikey! Like, yeah. I I I really and and when you think of the '80s and teen movies and things similar to that, he's definitely one of the actors that comes to mind. Although, right. like, I only remember him being in like Goonies and Whitewater Summer. I really Rudy. liked him. And yeah, Rudy, Rudy. Oh, I didn't never watch Rudy. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord That's of the Rings. not. I know. I, was just um, kept, I just kept it going. For thanks. You. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, I really appreciated seeing him mm-hmm. um, in the same way that I appreciate Winona Ryder. So, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Winona yeah. Ryder. Yeah. Had a crush on Winona Ryder since. I'm. Mean, you like all uh, the bitches with all the white shoulders. I know yeah. pasty white shoulders. Well, I, think, I think Winona Ryder's pretty fine too. That's just me though. Since Heather's, that's just me though. Heather's. Yeah. Shout out to my other boo, Emma Stone. Happy birthday. This week. Belated. Happy belated oh, birthday this week. So, if you haven't already, go check out our Emma Stone Dandy Newton post on Instagram so you can play Six Degrees of Separation, which is a fun thing that we do. Yeah. Um. So, what did Bob add to this season that we didn't get in the first season? I think he really showed us another side of Winona Ryder's character. I feel like in the mm-hmm. first season, she was just, just out of her mind the whole season and in this one we got to see her more mellow see her love interest and stuff like that and I, I really enjoyed that yeah. her house stay getting fucked up though <laughs> like, you know, you know, her house I'm, I'm wondering what's gonna happen in season three like they're gonna have to destroy that house right. like wouldn't didn't she have a love interest in the first one no, her, no. Husband, her husband, her ex-husband, her husband, her husband was there but he wasn't that's right he was a piece of shit yeah. yeah so you okay. get to see her have like her be normal yeah okay um yeah, uh, obviously he bought the whole tech side to things, mm-hmm. which I was glad to see. You know? yeah. It gave us another problem solver outside of Hopper, too, and, and in a very different way. I yeah. think they wanted to give like a nerdy hero because they're nerds, right? right. So I mm-hmm. think that they wanted to paint someone like themselves as being brave, even mm. though they had those kids that are supposed to be them and he's, they were all punks. But <laughs> he's like, when he, To me, he reminded me of like the character from the Goonies, the, the Asian kid who's like... The, Data. Data. Yeah, like you're the, you're the, the tech geek who can hack into a computer system that you've never seen or touched before. Right. But prior. Mikey was smart like that. Mikey yeah. could figure things out. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's what it represented. Unfortunately, I knew his, his demise would come. Mm-hmm. 
I, 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 I didn't see that coming. I did. I, I, I wanted Bob to yeah. live. I mean, I saw I it coming as too. it was happening. I knew that he was going to die, oh, but yeah. before that, I didn't think about that. Did anybody think Paul Reiser was going to like, like trick him or something like that? No. No? no. I got a little vibe when I saw... I thought Bob, I thought he was actually going to be evil and turn out to be working for Paul Reiser or something. Because oh, he was just too good. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's just his personality. Yeah. And he kind of grows on you by the end of the you series. Know what's, you know what's funny? I, I, I realized that a couple of people thought that. And everybody thought it from the same point. When he told, um, when he told Will, uh, you know what I would just do is... Uh, what I did in my dream, when he explained the dream, and he was just like, go away, go away. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize so many people felt like he was setting Will up. They were like, yo, is he setting Will up to be? No. I don't I think, think he was that. setting Will up. I just thought he was being naive or something like right. that. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. as the show unfolded, you see that that wasn't the case. But what I'm saying is that listening to some people's reviews of it, they at that moment, they kind of felt like it, there was something very underhanded happening. I never um, under I never, the surface. I never thought that. So y'all didn't get that vibe from that portion. Mm-hmm. Neither no. did I, but I just wanted to get y'all's I, perspective. I think on that it. he was represented like impractical advice that you get from adults who just really don't understand what you're experiencing. Right. Because your experience is so different from theirs. And I mean, you can really take that into any facet facet of life, not just like growing up. People will give you impractical advice about how to handle your situation having having never to face it themselves. Right, right. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's what that came that's what came from that. Um um, and the story he tells, um, he tells Will, right? I think that's supposed to be an it reference because he's talking about like a bald clown that um, like reaches out with him with his fingers. I think that's in a dream. Oh, I can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Outside the fact he didn't come in dreams, but he oh, yeah. didn't. He say that? that was, it was in his dream. Yeah, but what I'm saying. Oh, is okay. Pennywise didn't, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 didn't yeah. Do that. that was that was some real shit. Yeah. <laughs> Live and coming at you. Um, were there any other new characters that, that were like part of the main thread that w- that we missed? I don't think so. Nah, I mean, it's mainly just the conspiracy theorist guy, Max, Billy, and uh, Bob. Okay. And Riser, yeah. Well, out of curiosity, um, all right. So let's all right. So let's go into this then. Let's go into the whole. Um, Nancy, Steve, Jonathan sort of love triangle situation going on here. Um, first and foremost, does who who do y'all want to see her with? Steve or Jonathan? Jonathan. Okay, and why? Because I, I just, I mean, I'm starting to like Steve more. That's where the dilemma's kind of coming in. Because again, mm-hmm. after the first season, I was like, she could she could drop him or whatever. But um, I don't know. I just think. I like their chemistry a lot more. I like the fact that they're both kind of awkward. I feel like Steve represents the character that Nancy thinks she wants, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. she's more compatible with John's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they, they talked about, I mean, Barb talked about that. She's like, you're trying to be something that you're not. And mm-hmm. you're, Steve was that, and Steve's friends were that. So, I, and I think she knows that. And they've alluded to that several times. Like, she knows that, I think John is the right person for her, but mm-hmm. she's fighting it. She wants to be something else. Is it only because of the shared experience, though? I mean, I mean, in life, that'll bring people together to yeah. to really show them like how they work through problems, and that's not that's not odd at all. Right, but what I'm saying is, take that away. Who's more compatible? I, no, I think that's a that that, that would. I don't think you can take that away. I think that's what makes it all 
It's what makes the triangle. I mean, Jonathan's like genuinely like just a fucking nice person. And Steve is a a nice person deep down, but he's not on the surface a nice person. He's he's a douchey, um, douchey athlete, you know. Right. And Jonathan is crazy about her, but he's he's got issues with expressing himself. So expressing himself. And then, you know, they don't live in the nicest part of town. And yeah. They come from different backgrounds. They're different from each other. What I noticed, too, was that after Nancy and John sleep together, like they don't really seem together after that. Mm-hmm. They're just in the same scenes together, but they're, they, don't, they, don't, they don't really touch on whether they are pursuing each other. Teenage right. kids but. in 80s movies just used to hump a whole lot, and I appreciate that they didn't take that away in this series. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kids don't really have sex in high school in movies anymore. I don't know if mm-hmm. you noticed that. They do, like, in college, that everybody's humping everybody, but... You know, mm-hmm. it's it's usually like genuinely a special thing in teenage movies. At least like hasn't been a teenage movie. I haven't seen a teenage movie. I was gonna in a say while. we just don't give them that much. Yeah, American Pie them. back in the day. But yeah, that, that was that was all fucking. But that was yeah. a sex comedy. It's supposed to be. It's reminiscent yeah. of like a Porky's. But right. I I would just say like the way that they approach sex casually in eighties movies. Like mm-hmm. I really felt that with Nancy. But but I don't think it diminished her character in any way. Agree. Yeah, agree. Um, I don't know. I I think she should be with Jonathan because I think deep down inside that's what she wants. It's you know, I mean, we we've seen that in other movies too. It's like the the pretty girl and the geek, and they let stupid high school antics get between them. Mm. Like it's Lucas, it's yeah. Lucas, it's that movie. But is there any real confirmation that Jonathan really even likes her? Yeah, or is it just he just wanted to smash? No, I, I, he's never. Wouldn't that be the? Wouldn't that be the rub? That'd be, that'd be that would be a, a, a the ultimate switcheroo. Like, he's, yeah. I mean, I that's happened to me in real life, but I digress. So, <laughs> wow. Um, uh, what did you say? I'm sorry. The nice guy who seems like they really um, into you. And they're fun, like, nah, just fun fact. They're dating in real life. Are yeah. they? Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. Another fun fact: he just got busted with cocaine at a, at a <laughs> yeah at an airport. <laughs> he's not Super smart. Super fun party fact, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Um, I don't think so. I I think he's 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 presented himself as that he's genuinely into her. Right. But we've seen this story in a lot of teenage movies before. Right. The kid who can't and then can't get the girl, then finally gets the girl, or has the courage to go get the girl. Shout out! Know? Shout out to my friend Stephanie. Um, she's she just started watching the show, and she hates all the teenagers on the show. Mm-hmm. She likes the kids. Right. And she likes the adults, but she hates the teenagers. And I kind, I kind of feel where she's coming from. Coming from with that, they're like every last teenager on the show is kind of a jerk, except for Barb, and she's dead. Yeah, I, I can see an argument for that. I, I would love to see uh, Jonathan victim owner and uh, just completely <laughs> like treat her like shit afterwards, uh, just because, just you know, for sheer comedy purposes. Um, weigh in on it, Mark, uh, Martin. Though I haven't heard your opinion about. Um, I think it has to be Jonathan just because Steve will be in college next year. Like he talks about it in this season, so he might not even be in the show next year. So I, I can't see them taking him out. Oh yeah, because he he referenced I mean, like, do I go to college or stay back and work with my dad? Yeah. So I could see him sticking Staying around. Back. I think there would be such a hole in the show. You know, the kids they don't have an ally. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. like, there's an no reason for him to stay back if like he's not with Nancy though. Uh, I mean, but he referenced the, I guess, socially and his education, his his smarts that he may not get into college, right? So that his only option will be to stay back and work. It, I could see yeah. it being the summer after graduation too, where you haven't left yet, right? Yeah, the next season. So he and then it's 
like one of those they'll, they'll spend the whole season like alluding to the fact that he has to leave at the end of the summer and then right. ultimately he'll make his decision I, I mean how how do you leave a town like that after you've experienced what you've experienced after you've saved, get <laughs> saved it yeah I feel you on that fuck um, Hawkins yeah. <laughs> save this shit twice yeah that's funny um but no, I I think he legitimately built like a rapport with Dustin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I think he I think he does have a genuine like he wants to protect these kids too. I think he's not as douchey as he kind of came off as you know. Oh, he's not. Season. His character has come full circle. Yeah. I, and I, that's very obvious that they're going to turn him into his. He has a redemption, right? You know, and it's going to get he's going to get better in season three, right? Like he'll we'll forget all about season one. Gotcha. So. Um. Uh, were there any highlights that you guys really, really stuck out for this season for you guys? Uh, so the ones I mentioned earlier, the the scene where they argue and the glass blows out, right? And then the scene where he argues with Mike and Mike starts punching him, right? So th- those were really, really solid scenes to me. Mm. So some of the moments that really stood out for me was um at the end of one of the episodes where Will when they're like burning. Uh, the stuff down in the uh, underground. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Will just was like screaming and stuff. Just that shot, that oh away shot. I was God. like, damn, he, he's going to some new territory with that performance. Yeah. And then um, also um, Eleven at the end of the uh, the final episode where she's sealing up the uh, the void or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that moment, I was like, damn. I really liked the moment when she came back from Chicago and mm-hmm. she walked in the house. Oh, they made it, it all just, slow mo. Oh, yeah, 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 that yeah. was a big moment, dog. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I felt happy to see Eleven. Eleven is weird. She's like this, you know. We know she's the only one that's equipped to really fight these things. So <laughs> it's like we feel she's great. She's the hero about her. on the show. She's oh, legitimately yeah. the hero. I also like the the snowball, the the ending. Uh, it yeah. was uh, it was a happy ending that it just it was it was edited well. The music went well. Uh-huh. It was a cute kind of. You know, like some kids' movies, they get they're real serious in their content, and then they end mm-hmm. with like the super fun. Yeah, it was a fun, cute ending that just worked really well. Right. You know, like you got the slow mo dancing. You know, kid gets to dance with the older girl. The other kids are kissing each other quickly. <laughs> like yeah. it, was, it was a good scene that had a lot of like good energy to it. Mm. So. Um. What about you guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the. I like the scene where they're setting the trap for like, um, what's his name again? Dart, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then there's the reveal that it's not just one of them. There's like 20 of, <laughs> 20 of them coming out of nowhere. That was I thought crazy. that was really cool. It felt kind of like Aliens or something like that. Yeah. Do you, you catch the, the cat kind of looks like the cat from Aliens? Or oh, Ali- yeah. the cat from Alien? Oh, no. I didn't see, catch cat. that at all. Yeah. Remember yeah. the orange cat? Oh, from yeah, Alien, yeah. that was the guy. I, I don't know his name, but he was the character that was killed, and he had a cat. So, yeah. yeah, but I'm sorry. That was a cultural reference I caught. Does but. that bring us to Easter eggs? Yeah, I was about to say yeah. that's the perfect segue into Easter eggs into this this joint. I, I think the obvious one that everybody caught was the, you know, the X and the the treasure. Yeah. That was yeah. obviously like the, the that Goonies. Was that was cute. <laughs> yeah. So one that, I, one that I actually read online that I hadn't thought about was from season one. Shout out to my daughter and her awesome Halloween costume, if mm. you will, to see that also on our Instagram. But um, that... Eleven is dressed in the in that dress and that wig, like fucking E. T. Yeah, I saw that online too. Like how E. T. Yeah, yeah. I had to look at it, and I mean, like I I would have appreciated if it looked more like E. T.'s dress. But I was like, how they were trying to hide her in plain sight with a dress and a wig. I thought that was cute. And the makeup. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. You're right about that. There's another one that they point out on Beyond Stranger Things. It's from Stand By Me when they're walking on the train tracks. That was obvious yeah. too. I thought, in my opinion, um, I wrote I I made note of a few. Any, anybody else catch any more? There's so many. It, it feels like this was written to be, and to be called, like every scene was like, oh, how can we culturally reference something? Well, I mean, there's like, a lot of cultural references, but I appreciate an Easter egg more. I appreciate mm-hmm. something that's not necessarily on the surface. Well, I mean, when I say cultural reference, I mean Easter egg too. Like, I mean, it's all in one. Oh, backtracking yeah, while you're yeah. looking up your list. One of my favorite scenes is when nobody wants to be Winston on Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and funny. Lucas goes for it. He's like, oh, you, I got to be Winston because I'm black? What? <laughs> he's not even a scientist. Like, yeah. yeah, that was a good scene. That was a great moment. Yeah. Um, I like That was like a criticism for the newest Ghostbusters is that um, I guess the black person wasn't a scientist. She was just like an MTA worker or something like that. Yeah. Mm. There was a um, there was a moment in the Dig Dug episode where uh, where Jim he had like uh, he left and he came back for his hat. I felt like that was an Indiana Jones mm-hmm. reference. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Um, um, oh, the the spy episode. Uh, I think that was episode number six when uh, Bob made reference about moving to Maine. Oh, that's, Dairy that's Maine. Dairy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a dairy reference. And then the whole, to me, the whole episode number nine, The Gate, that's just a reference to the movie The, the Gate. The movie The Gate. You know. Um, uh, I'm trying to think what else, man. Oh, when Max was, okay, so this is a subtle one that I don't think a lot of people are going to catch. When um, when Max was driving, she was driving the car and she had the blocks on her feet. Oh, um, that's... um. That's Temple of Doom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> short round. Short yeah. round, yeah. Well, Spielberg, you have the bad father motif, too, which is Ooh. common in almost every Spielberg yeah. film. Yeah, the marriage problems mm-hmm. or whatever. Yep. Oh, the single mom, yeah. Um, that's Those are the only ones that would like really stuck out to me that I, that I wanted to make note of. Were there any cultural references that you just really appreciated seeing that made you like think of your childhood? The music. A lot of music. Yeah. I love music. I listen to eighties music. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, it's fun to edit with eighties music. Right. Eighties so. music. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm trying to think what else, man. No Michael Jackson though. That's probably a little outside their budget. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to you know Michael Jackson has like a not a specific sound, but like you got to be going for something. And it's, like, it's 1984. Like, so yeah. when did like Thriller and all that good stuff come out? That was early. It was like 81. Oh. I think so. Off the Wall was like 80, right? And then Thriller was 81 or 82. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too I'm sure some of the songs too were not timely accurate either. Uh, I feel like they do that very purposefully. I, and they, yes, well. they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to argue. If the level of detail, they probably, yeah. I would hope so. I mean, when you know, when you say something specific like 1984, I feel like that's the first question that comes up when a, when a song comes up. Like, all right, was this even out in '84? You know, like it's kind of like or like Cars and stuff like that. I feel like there's certain mm-hmm. things when you're doing a period piece, it's like you can't fuck. It and up. so I'm curious. In season three, are we going to see like Back to the Future references? What's the face? No, I hope so. Because yeah. when I saw the whole dance setup, I was like, this is like the enchantment yeah, under the sea. The <laughs> yeah. under the sea. I, I also think there may be like do a throwback to like Carrie or something since they're in there and the and mm. when they showed the upside down and I'm oh. like, if shit pops off at the dance, like yeah. And then she ha- then she has like the telekinetic powers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh. See, I didn't interpret the ending as something was gonna pop off. Like because the very she, last shot? Yeah, because 
she didn't kill the monster. She just closed the gate. Mm-hmm. So the the upside down still exists with the monster in the upside down. Mm-hmm. I think that that scene didn't let it didn't make me feel like something was gonna pop off. It just let me know like an upside down has still got things some life. Well, that got well, some life a, to it. It's you another know? dimension, right? We don't know if there's more tears in the dimension, but I definitely think that there are other monsters in the upside down other mm-hmm. than the demogorgon, and that's what I was disappointed in because I was assuming that. Um, with my prediction that the Tesla Hydra was what they would be fighting. And I feel like that's kind of what the mind flay is is set up to kind of look like. So yeah, that's I interpreted and that the, properly. They just didn't say it. They didn't call it that. But yeah. the, the mind the mind flay, I think, um is a separate entity from the demogorgon. So mm-hmm. the demogorgon gone. Yeah. Would that be like, I don't know, I'm being a nerd, <laughs> wanting to pluralize a word that doesn't really fucking matter. But <laughs> but I feel I feel like it's a that it's a separate monster from them. Yeah. And so I'm curious to see like they were saying it's like a hive mind, but I feel like it's it's a separate entity. So I'm curious to see like what they do to defeat it because they never did defeat the mind play. No. They just no. disconnected Will from it. So Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so having said that, where do we see this storyline going? Because, like I said, man, I, I think we're wearing out this whole upside-down thing. I mean, at some point, it's just got to turn into, we see that there's a lot of motherfucking creatures, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think we just got to start seeing a lot of, you know, there, there's got to be some sort of a fight at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah, I know? think it's going to be like kind of like Harry Potter is, how like when the witches start coming out into the real world type thing, it's going to mm-hmm. be something like that, like... They're not going to just be inside. The, I wouldn't be mad because, I mean, at the end, the, they put locks on the doors of the lab, so the, mm-hmm. the lab is closed, you know. We never saw Matthew Modine die, per se. Mm-hmm. I, I think we might get the answers to where the other kids are and and deal with that on a surface level. Like, there's the other, other nine kids. The other nine kids, and maybe some of the other nine kids are really bad, and, well, you know, I don't know. Out of curiosity... Are these kids, they're obviously labeled by when they came in. So the other, because eight was older than 11. Mm-hmm. So are we to assume that 10 is a little bit older than 11 and so on and so forth? Nine is a little bit and older. And I'm, th- I'm thinking that eight is in contact with some other kids based on the way that the, the the other character, the really fucking cheesy one, I can't remember his name, but he went to look for 11's tattoo and uh, what's her name, Kali? She hid it from him. That makes mm-hmm. me think that they've encountered other people from the lab right. in the past mm. with a tattoo. So I'm I'm with you. I think we're going to see more people from the lab with more mm-hmm. special powers. I want to know more about Eleven's origin story. We obviously know where her mother came from, but like, what was special that was about a dope her? Scene. That that was really mm-hmm. I really like that episode. Yeah. Um, it it reminded me of like everybody talking about Game of Thrones, even though I haven't seen that. Just you kind of figure out like yeah. where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know more about that. I want to know what's fucking special about Will, mm-hmm. why the Demogorgon initially chose him to bring him into the Upside Down. And I want to know like what's special about the boys that their game of Dungeons and Dragons can manifest in the real world. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if any of that matters to the Duffer Brothers, but I'm definitely interested to see like what is so special about this place? What is so special about these people? How did they? How did they arrive at you know where they are? I want to know more about their exposition, hmm. in a way that moves this story forward. Obviously, right. right. Mm-hmm. What well, this whole thing is like just one big commercial for going green, and there's some sort of like <laughs> there's some sort of like waste hazard that created this whole situation. I'll be mad. <laughs> Don't do that. I, yeah, Billy's um, car was a Camaro. Oh, it was a Camaro. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was right. Um, nice. No, I said Corvette. Corvette. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I was all the way wrong. Um, yeah, I. You know, I feel like I feel like the Duffer brothers 
have a really big challenge going into the I mean, at this point they probably tackled the challenge of the third season already, but it's renewed. Yeah, but I mean, well, have they started writing it? I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't think so. So they, I, I think there's a really big challenge because you, you have to. I feel like the second season, it progressed. It was like a, it was like a treadmill progression. It's I, like it we got the, the same story. Yeah, which, which I don't mind that, but I don't know if I'm up for that for season three as well. You mm-hmm. know, the, we're just seeing the same shit over and over again. That's why I think they're going to go a different direction because they closed the gate. Right. So. You know, but, but see, and then there, and, there maybe there's another dimension that mm-hmm. they may access. Also, I wouldn't be mad at that. Right, another dimension they may access. Okay, because the upside down is not necessarily the only dimension. Remember, they talked about the acrobat and the flea. Right. So we're talking about right side up. So the the acrobats in our world and the flea has the ability to walk through dimensions. So the other dimensions on the bottom of the tightrope, right? right? There's two sides on the tightrope too. Yeah. So mm. maybe there's more dimensions. Mm. Okay. The acrobat doesn't have access to the right side or the left side of the tightrope. He only has access to the top. So I'm just I'm saying so. Interesting. I didn't think that far. That that's 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 something to think about. But yeah, I mean, nonetheless, they have a couple of different ways that they can take this. But obviously, what drew everybody to this is the, the this journey of these kids and the nostalgia of the '80s, and um. You know, so any way that they progress that story, they they can't lose that element. And then again, we're fighting time because these kids are getting older. So it's like, you know, as they get older, they're going to lose this cute quality that we initially liked about them. Move, you know, their voices are going to start getting a little deeper. <laughs> There's things that are going to change about them as people. You know, how do you deal with that in the writing room? You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I think I think that's why they're like limiting it to four seasons. Mm-hmm. I think by the time the, the kids are, you know, really into high school, and they, then, you know, we can move on from it. So, what grade are they in now? Let's put context to that Those because students. it's like they all go to the same fucking school. You mean in how old they are in real life? Well, no, 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 no. In, the in, in the characters because it seems they go to the same they're, schools I've, as their their I've, their siblings, right? I think they go to junior high and high at the same time. So I think maybe they're in seventh grade. Yeah, I mean, your average middle school is six through eight. But are these high school? Is this middle no. school and high school connected? No, because Billy has to pick up Max, so Billy obviously has to leave from somewhere. Okay, no, but he waits for her though. He doesn't. He doesn't pick her up. He waits, right? I don't know. It seemed like he was picking her up, but I could see. I can see if he's waiting in the parking lot. In the eighties, maybe. And Nancy was like chaperoning the dance too. Yeah, she didn't seem like no, no, no. I'm saying she didn't seem like she was at the at the dance or that the other kids were at the dance from high school. So that makes me think that's two schools. They could be like literally next door to each other. That's what I'm thinking. Which which is is how my high school was with the middle school. Like it was across the parking lot. Okay, so they're they're still in middle school. They're not in high school. That's I think they're in seventh grade. uh, It's a small town. I have family in a small town and. Stuff like that happens. Right. Like the middle school, the, the high school kids go help out because it's all, it's a very small community. Okay. So um, we all, none of us came from small towns. I don't think so. I guess, did, so. I guess I'm just thinking from a time perspective. If they're only doing four seasons, what's the time frame that they're trying to cut this thing off? Or is it just going to keep probably being like 1986. So it's, it's going to continue to be a once a year thing. I would hope so. So what is it about this Halloween time of year that shit just starts happening? I think that's part of, Cultural references with horror movies from the eighties. I mean, American Horror Story definitely does that. You watch that show, you know you're getting a Halloween episode. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that like you have to now. This has to be part of what we. This has to be part of the mystery now, because it constantly, it consistently happens around that time. Around that time of year. So now we have to know why just this time of year. 
Maybe that's a reference to some of the classic horror films, like Jason, Freddy. A lot of those kind of happened no. on time. The only schedule. one was Halloween. Halloween. Everything else is just whenever the fuck it happens. Really? They, they don't okay. really put context uh, to... It doesn't... Okay, if those... If the demo dogs or whatever, like demo dogs, <laughs> whatever they like came, demo dog. yeah, they're they're born in like what the end of the last season or something like that, and it takes them a year to grow. But like in this in this story, it takes like a couple of days for them to get from like a polywog to like a dog size. It's like that doesn't make sense, really. Yeah. So did we find a did we find a, a loophole here? A continuity issue. A continuity yeah. issue. Demodog actually mm. would translate into one dog. I mean, it's a half dog. I don't like that word, mm. but we're just we're gonna go with it because we're we're rolling with it. Right. So yeah, I mean, to me, if they keep just you know October, you know thirty first, nineteen eighty five, you know, you just gotta get into a territory where you explain why at this point. You gotta just suspend your disbelief, I guess. Maybe, but then if that's the case, just take the date off the shit. You understand what I'm saying? Just say mm-hmm. 19, October or just say 1984. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't need that much. Con- like, they're specific about the date. So that there's there has to be a reason for that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, what is that reason? So that we can get to Back to the Future, duh. That, is that what it is? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, that that you know, I would love to obviously see the tie into that if there is a tie into that or just start leaving that off the situation because they made it a big deal 360 356 days you oh, know what man, i'm saying man. it's like they they kept counting time yeah time is like a really big thing here um now i need to know when like return of the jedi come out in 84 i feel like star wars we got room for that next season okay which i obviously that's probably why they picked this time frame, actually. So they can live out all their cool shit from when they were kids. I'm not even mad at them. Like, Are they even that old? Were they even born in 84? Yeah. Oh, they were? Um, they remember playing Dun- like um, Dragon's Lair. They have to. Yeah. I don't even remember playing Dragon's Lair. I don't I either. Do. Yeah, you do? It was, yeah, because it, it, it had the video cutscenes. Yeah. Like, it was one big video. Return of the Jedi was 83, so... So they're already into that, that space. Well, maybe they maybe they can't license all that stuff. It's, it costs too much to license all that information, you know, all that likeness of Star Wars. Shout out to Ivan Reitman for letting them get Ghostbusters. Yeah, very, it didn't. Oh yeah, Ivan Reitman is he still alive? Which no. one? Who who? Vankman died, right? Is that no, Ivan Reitman? Igor died. Harold Ramis died. Yeah, yeah, Harold Ramis. Yeah, yeah, that's who died. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Okay, so we don't really have too many predictions for the story you know we're just kind of waiting in the wind do do we feel like that season two it was well Corey, you said you you don't really want to talk about better or worse well i mean because also i didn't watch it that way i didn't get to experience a break of any kind right so i just watched it straight through so uh for me personally i i just felt as it I i don't know i can't really jump into that okay i personally like season two um a little bit better than season one um, I really did like season one, but um, I, I feel like this was a great sophomore follow-up. I feel like the story expanded more, the characters expanded more. We had more to work with mm-hmm. um, to where we can get into more of the adventure. Um, and even though the adventure didn't go that far, you know, I just feel like all hands were on deck early on, mm-hmm. and we got more of that. You know, it took about like five, six episodes before everybody was like, all right, this, they're not fucking fronting, mm-hmm. and she's not crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um and we were, you know, everybody was on cue, ready for action. 
by like episode two or three. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Interestingly enough, I just Googled the Duffer brothers are only 33. They were born in 1984. Exactly. Interesting. That, I, I was like, that. I don't think they're older than me. You know what I'm saying? And, I don't, we, you know, melanin, we age differently. I never know how old anybody is. <laughs> Real talk. Um, what do you got? What do you say? Season one or season two, Martin? I, I like season one a lot better. Okay. Just because, like, for me, what held me to the story is um, Will's disappearance and how that affected all the other characters. And Matthew Modine being like this mad scientist, this like overbearing figure that's like willing to basically let an entire town die just for science. Um, and in this season, and also in the first season, like it, it's strongest when all the kids are together and like figuring out problems, working together to like kill this demogorgon. And in this season, it's kind of like let's just split them all up and have their own separate storylines. And I guess to me, it feels less strong. And to me, like the Nancy Jonathan stuff really wasn't strong this season either to me. Like I, it could have been cut out and I would have been fine. And even the Eleven stuff, I was like, well, why does she have to be like separated or in a cabin for like four episodes? And like, I just, I didn't really like it that much. But what I did like was like maybe episodes six, eight, and nine. Those were probably my favorite this season. Mm. Yeah, it got strong towards the end, minus episode seven, which I like nobody else liked, but. I mean, I like the concept of episode seven, like the concept of maybe like some assassins or like a Munich type thing where this girl is like getting revenge on, or like Hannah or something, where this girl is getting revenge on everybody who like tortured her and right. murdered people and stuff like that. That's a great idea. The execution was terrible to me. Right. Oh, we we kind of we didn't even talk about that. The guy that she slammed up against the wall and oh yeah. So what was the whole deal with that? He he had like rescued. He was like rescuing kids, or Wait, which no, guy? he the guy from Identity. <laughs> so. Yeah, the, the, remember the one uh, when in Chicago, and she found the a picture of his kids, and she she she, he, she wanted Eleven to kill him. Yeah. Oh no, that guy was one of like the he male like nurses at the laboratory. Orderly. He was like shocking kids and dragging kids. He was just a. He was one of the like security guards or whatever. Yeah, oh, like okay. a henchman, basically. Henchman, or, yeah. But but she decided not to kill him. Cause, oh, because he had kids of his own. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. She got okay. a conscience. I thought there was something her. else underlying going on there that mm-hmm. I, I wasn't picking up on. Okay. I mean, he tells her that her dad's still alive. That's about the only thing. Right. Yeah. Papa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Season one or season two, Jesse? Definitely season two. Like okay. I said, I kind of fell off on season one and just kind of went to the end with but this one I felt like I was engaged a lot more throughout. I liked the um the character arcs. Pretty much everyone in there I thought did an amazing job uh acting. Um and yeah, I just thought overall it was just better. Nice. Okay. Season one, season two, Lizzie. I'm on the fence to be honest. I I, I like the entirety of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a continuation of a really good story. And um, season one made me fall in love with these kids, and then season two made me really excited to see them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not, I can't choose. Like, to me, it's all one big story. Like you said, it's a story on a treadmill. It moves forward laterally. So, I don't, I'm not going to choose. Mm-hmm. I'm Cardi B over here. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, it means I'm winning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, cool, man. Um, hmm. Do we have to wait until 2018 for season three? I'm assuming yes. I mean, I it's so. November. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. 
Yeah, yeah that's true. Got two months. Left. You know what though? The on-demand culture of of like being able to access movies on Netflix and the turnaround of it being so quick. That's made us really spoiled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we binge a whole season. When's it coming out again? Yeah. Like, that is kind of true. That, but that's kind of that's kind of their fault, you know, giving yeah. us access to all the shit at one time. True. To be honest, I'm starting to learn there's certain shows that I would love to binge that fast, mm-hmm. and there's certain shows that I'm okay with waiting a week for because you get really get time to process it, mm-hmm. to really, you know, kind of get into it and try to figure out what's happening and talk about it amongst people more mm-hmm. as opposed to just like you know, with like with Stranger Things, for instance, it's like you find yourself, I can't really have conversations with people about this unless they binge the entire thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, one episode at a time, more people right. are on the same page. You know, Shout saying? out to Grunge. Did you see him? He was like, oh, was season two really that good? You're not talking about it on Facebook. And everybody said the same thing to be like, nah, we're not disrespectful like the rest of y'all that watch like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. We're not going to ruin it for the next person. Right. Like, oh. we're really going to respect each other and let each other see what happens on their own. I missed that. I'm not it on just, Facebook like it, that. It reminds me of back in the day when Breaking Bad was on and every Monday we just talked about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there were things that we talked about that came true and there were things that didn't like that made it fun. Right. And I, I do kind of miss that. I do miss like the, the water cooler discussions yeah. and, you know, building this passion for where you think the characters are going to go. Mm-hmm. And I think when you watch it episodically, you know, at least with a week in between, like you get to develop these theories and have fun with it. Talk to your friends. Uh, I mean, even watching strange this is the fastest I've watched a show in a long time right. because I was forced to. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'll buy you a drink. God damn. Typically, <laughs> typically on shows, I'll watch an episode or two, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll just I'll wait a day or two and watch another episode. Okay. okay. Um, but this watching it every single day. So, and then it kind of the, the thing because I binge watched Breaking Bad one through three seasons one through three. I, I didn't see those live. I can't tell you when things happened. Mm. I can't tell you what season was better yeah. because I watched it in one giant one glob. Yeah, and yeah. and sometimes it's you know even though season one ended the way it did, like some shows there is that like when Westworld ended, mm-hmm. there's this like we have like a year to talk about it, and you feel this sense of you have to wait for the answer, mm-hmm. and it's 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 fun. It's a, it's a fun thing, like, and sometimes it pisses you off. You're like, shit, I want to know. Right. But where when you binge watch it, you're just like. Okay, I'm gonna find out right now. Yeah. Like it takes the fun of the cliffhanger away. Right. Because as right. much as it pisses you off, I, it's fun too to have a cliffhanger. Right. So it's gonna take some discipline. It takes discipline, I think, to watch it the way that it, you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Netflix people thought that people would watch an entire season in one day. I wonder if that, I'm pretty sure they, f- you they think figured so? that would happen. I, I, I would think maybe they were a little. I'm, I was pleasantly surprised to see as many people watching nine hours of a television show on their weekend. I, that surprised me when it kind of started a couple years ago, yeah. hearing people doing that. I was like, damn, you sat and watched nine hours of something? That is kind of true. I think House of Cards, when that first came out, I was like, yeah. I was shocked. I remember like, I was like, yo, this has to be a mistake when I first saw House of Cards, because that was the first like show that Netflix had, yep. right? Mm-hmm. First original show. And it came out, and I was like, wait a minute. Episode one through ten. Huh? I was I was so confused, you mm-hmm. know. So, you know, but uh, I'm with you, Lizzie. Like we're spoiled now. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think uh, Stranger Things ranks as far as Netflix shows? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think it's up there. It's up there. Um, it's got to be in the top five. I think it's on the same level as House of Cards, quality wise. Uh, House of Cards is terrible. 
The House of Cards, well, House of Cards first season and second season were really good. Mm-hmm. Third season, it really started trending. Like, I, I, House of Cards is not even a top five show on Netflix no more to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, Do we count, are we counting Black Mirror? I think you would count uh, Black Mirror season I, three. I definitely binged Black Mirror. Yeah, but I was saying, do we count it as a Netflix show? But I guess yeah, now it is we now. They've to. picked it up. Yeah. So and then so do we count the killing? Because they picked up the third season, right? Okay. So that. I so, don't know. Well, because those are two of my favorites as well. It, it, I'm I'm just gonna say top five just out of safety, but I really feel like I think they picked up Luther three. at this point too. Yeah. Oh damn, that makes it even harder for me. Oh yeah, they got the whole Marvel thing too. Yeah, no, like, no, yeah I really not. like Luke Cage. Oh, yeah, you got Luke Cage, you got yeah, Daredevil, Punisher, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Yeah, I like Luke Cage. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say top five because I can't really think of other shows. I I didn't get into Orange Is the New Black. I only watched the first yeah. season of Orange Is the New Black. And I, I, I was very disappointed in this season. I didn't even finish it. Mm. I, I, I just couldn't season. believe the chick's not out of prison yet. Yeah, like, that, I just was like, come on, I don't know. And but I, I liked Ozark. I love. I liked mine. I liked. Ozark. I liked Mine Hunter. Mine Hunter was great. Um, I like Narcos. Good too. I, I like Narcos, but it's kind of like a just entertainment. It's not like yo Narcos is like this good TV show. It's yeah. just kind of like mindless entertainment for me. That's right. disrespectful. People who have literally died. I literally died over <laughs> what died happened. It's just. Like it's just inter- <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I apologize. The, the Get Down was good too. Oh, uh, you didn't get like Down the Get Down. Cool. It was cool. Oh, wow. Right. Well, excuse me. Yeah, it was cool. You count Dear White People? I like yeah. Dear White People. I put I put Dear White People after this, though. Yeah. But I love Dear White People, though. You got Spike coming up soon with... Um, she's Gotta Have It. She's Gotta Have It, yeah. Um, but this, but I think, honestly, when we name all of these, out, outside of this and Black Mirror are the two most original shows that... The two most like very interestingly original shows mm-hmm. that I can that I point out with Netflix, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. Every, everything else sort of has like a, you know, you can find its counterpart somewhere else, you know what I'm saying? But um, in mainstream television, yeah, 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 mainstream television. But this is these are unique, very unique. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, there you guys have it, man. We did Stranger Things, man. Hopefully, you guys listen and learn something and. Uh, or you know, and, and and if you didn't, if you hadn't already binged it, hopefully, hopefully we didn't spoil it too bad for you. But but it's it's really a good adventure, man. So indulge in it if you haven't seen it. Um, uh, yeah, man. So uh, Instagrams, uh, you can find me at filmmaking treasy on uh on Instagram, man. Out here posting flourishing selfies. Well, I don't post selfies, but. No, you know, but just, what you did post was the, shout out to Complex Con over the weekend. You posted a throwback of you in the studio with Chad ah, Hugo oh yeah. singing and playing the drums. Oh yeah, I didn't know I needed that in my life until I saw it. Though. Yeah, man, bars, dog. I'm trying to elevate the. I do everything I do for the culture. <laughs> so, <laughs> the you face you just made. Yeah, for the culture, man. Young Treasy, man. Uh, filmmaking Treasy on Instagram. Uh, I guess at Corey Ray Smith, Corey with a K. Um, and then we, you know, we got Viz Inc. at Viz Inc. And then I announced this week that Bust It Wide Open hey. is live. Yeah, See yeah. what Corey's drinking. Yeah, yeah. So if you're interested in uh, new and exciting beer, wine, and spirits, and you feel the need to bust it wide open, yeah. tag us on that one. 
The spirit god. The spirit god. <laughs> As a ghostbuster, because I kill As, spirits. All right. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and I am still Young Leezy on Instagram, Y-U-N-G-L-E-E-Z-Y. Come look at me box, me and my kid hanging out, singing in the car. And her dress as 11 for Halloween was pretty cool. That was yeah. a really dope costume. That was. that was really good. That was really good. She even had the little hand movement. The, the little. She was so serious about it. Though. Come here, big truck. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at JT Vision. That's JT Vision with a Z and at JTVision.com. And we all know Martin's not going to give his uh, personals because uh, he's got warrants. Oh, yeah. Congratulations to uh, Mark J20. He's a wedding videographer that just got married. So that's kind of funny. Hey, jump that broom. He had 14 cameras at his wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Jump that broom, man. And and you know the routine, man, with Kind of Movie Critics. You can find us on uh, Instagram at Kind of Movie Critics as well as on Facebook at Kind of Movie Critics. You know, make sure that you join our thread. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Kind of Movie Crits, C R I T S. Uh, make sure you subscribe, share, join in on the conversation, man, uh, on uh, uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, SoundCloud. You know, just make sure you're subscribing to us to stay on top of everything that we got coming out. So we've got some ideas for some good spinoff sort of series and things that we want to do visually and all this other good stuff. So, you know, you know, stay on top of us with the subscription. And, um, yeah, man, that's it, man. Again, I hope you hope you enjoyed the Stranger Thing. Uh, hope you enjoyed the Stranger Things episode. I'm tongue tied. I'm tongue tied. <laughs> fucking shit, bro. Like fucking tongue tied over here. So anyway, uh, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are, and we're kind of not. Uh, we're just a bunch of people that like to watch movies and apparently television shows now. This has been an on ear network production.